0: i got props and everything tonight. I tell you. Are you all good? Yeah. Just look at this now. It's like moving house, isn't it? Thank you so much. Honestly, high maintenance woman. Have it. Oh, my notes are there and everything. Thank you very much. One, two, three, four, five. All right. Okay. Yeah, it might have gone terribly wrong. Hang on. Oh. Oh. I'll leave the boxes there like that, that's what I'll do. Okay, here we go, how are you all? Are you good? Good, right. The reason why all of this is here is, I'm a bit of a list girl and I'm a bit of a, can you take me down in the foreback back at the front please? I'm kind of hearing myself a bit too much. And um, I like things like way, way in advance. Knowing that tonight was a baptism service, knowing all our precious people were going through the waters tonight and knowing that we'd have lots of friends and family coming in to cheer, I just really wanted it to be his word, not my words. Now I can speak all day long. I get, everyone will know that. <laughs> I get my word quoted in quite well every day and some, you know? Thanks, Pete. So, um, so, yeah, so I was listening and my ears were pinned back. I was listening to Jesus and I'm kind of like... I need a good month like and that's me prepared i'll have a month in advance please lord and i'm prepared nothing nada and i'm like tumbleweeds going along oh bless there's a little creche at the back if you want to you're welcome you can stay here or one of our team can take you to the creche whatever's better for you guys but don't you know stay there if you wish to it doesn't matter But yeah, I was peeling back my ears, and I was like, oh, Jesus, what do you want me to say? And I didn't hear anything. I'm like, Lord, please. So I made cakes. That's what I did. We've got sisterhood in a couple of weeks' time. And girls, if you haven't put... Girls, if you haven't put your name down for a minute, we get about 120 women all coming together worshipping Jesus. We have the most amazing time. So that's what I was doing. I was preparing, I was making scones. And girls and boys, 110 ladies is a lot of... We can get through a lot of cake. So I was making scones, knowing I could freeze them in advance and they'd all be ready. And whilst I was doing that, still thinking, Lord... I want to study but I don't know what to study because I don't know what you want me to say. Um, He reminded me about the time when actually I wasn't able to make cake. I wasn't very good at all actually and I worked in a golf club and I actually had the catering franchise so not being able to bake was a bit of a problem really. So um, we always had to do different menus and different things for for the uh, golf club members that were there and I used to make scones and I tried, I want to make scones, I want to get them right. And no matter how hard I tried, they always came out flat as pancakes. Oh, they were terrible. I could put different flavours in, I could put like the currants or the cherries or this, that, the other, flat, bad. I mean, I couldn't serve them, I couldn't sell them and I couldn't serve them to the golf club members. So, and I was really frustrated because I tried, the temperature was right, the ingredients, as far as I was concerned, was correct. Everything was set up for a win and every time it was a fail. And I remember my sister-in-law coming into the kitchen the one day and she said, what flour are you using? I said, plain. No, she said, you need to use self-raising flour. Bing! Of course, then the scones would raise. I was using the wrong flour all along, so I would never, ever, ever would have succeeded. And then I had the light bulb moment when I was making the scones and Jesus said, tell the people... That we can trendle through life day after day, week after week, is it eat, sleep, work, repeat. Yeah, eat, sleep, work, doing the same thing. We will always get the same results because we're doing the same thing unless we get the right ingredients in our life. And as these guys have so eloquently said and brought me to tears tonight, Jesus is the right ingredient. Amen. He's the right ingredient in our lives. We will get great results. Yeah. That was it. I was like happy days. So all of this, we're going to have a little cooking demonstration. We're going to do it all tonight. It's all going on, you know. But I think back of my life, I was a single mum. I wasn't unhappy. I was, you know, just trundling on month to month. But life was just a bit flat. A bit like those scones I was making and nothing. It was It was okay. I'd get up, I'd go to work. I had a pretty good job. I was holding down a really good job. My kids were delightful because they hadn't hit the teenage years yet. Oh yeah, we know all about them. So, oh yeah. So, so they were quite delightful. They were under 10, you know? And um, yeah, it was odd, but it was just, I knew there was something just not quite right in my life. And then Mr. Corley walked into my life. There he is. <laughs> and like all good men, He brought me to church. Awesome. I thought he was very strange. He said to me, I thank Jesus for you. I'm like, okay. I got a right one here. And um, yeah, but he brought me. I mean, what an awesome man. Guys, if you're single, bring your girls to church. I'm telling you now. Honestly. And single girls, get the guys. If they don't bring you to church, they ain't the one for you. (laughs) That's right. No, brought me to church. And I heard about this missing ingredient, Jesus. Hey we can can't we we can just go through the motions life's flat but then jesus rocks up and life changes hey so in baking then we go back to baking yeast is a raising agent yeah in old testament times when food was needed at short notice unleavened cakes were made when a little more time was available yeast was used as a raising agent in breads and cakes but the thing is with yeast is it takes time to work it needs salt, it needs sugar, and it needs warmth. And you've got to leave yeast in the flour to prove. Now, just like yeast, Jesus wants to ferment every part of our lives. He does. He wants He wants to be in all of it. He wants to be in all of it. Why? Because all of the people that we come into contact to can be blessed. We ain't gonna bless anyone with our flat scones, are we? <laughs> But the minute we've got nice puffy things, ooh, people wanna see that. There's scriptures, They're quite biblical, you know. Galatians 5 says a little yeast spreads quickly through the whole batch of dough. And there's a parable, the parable of the yeast. In Matthew 13, it said Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. And that's what Jesus wants to do. He's not a quick fix. He wants to get into all parts of our lives. One of the guys said it beautifully earlier on. He's, he's, he's the whole hospital. He's not a stick in plaster. He's here for the long haul. He's in it with us for the rest of our lives. Amen. And he's the best raising agent you will ever have. Friends, if Jesus can raise people from the dead, <laughs> he can raise our lives to a life to a level worth living, amen? Here we go. Should we do it? Should we have a go? I'm taking my notes over, and we're going to try and have a little cookery demonstration. I've got an apron and everything. Should we have a go? I'm not tying my hair back, though, because I've spent ages doing this. But there's no animals in, and I have washed my hands. Yeah, I've got loads of pinnies. Right then, we're on. <laughs> Terribly wrong in here. Do you all see that? Yeah. Yeah. That's me, ball. This, my friends, is a wooden spoon. <laughs> my daughter said to me, she said, Mummy, you're going to be all Nigella. I said, Really, I'm not. I'm not going to be Nigella. But here you go. Remember this. This is what life is like, hey? Before Jesus. Loneliness. Disappointment, hey? Pop it in the bowl of your life, friends. It's more like the chef from the Muppets. Birdie, birdie, birdie. (laughs) (laughs) I got more. It could be your life has been hurt you've been hurt in your life stuff has gone on and you've been really hurt hey I've been really hurt in my life and it hurts amen and it could be because you've said those awful things to the person that you love the most or care for the most you could then be feeling guilty or you could be feeling guilty about something you did in your distant past all it goes in all of it goes into that bowl give it a little stir I've got a kitchen aid. That nearly came as well. It's just the fact that it's so heavy it. you. Don't, nobody needs to see the kitchen aid. But I've got a picture of it. Let me get rid of them.. It could be that then you try to fill your lives with parties, you could try to fill your life with the relationships. All of it goes in that bowl. And still it's just not quite right. It don't taste right. Life is a bit flat. You're trying all of that stuff. Give it a bit of a mix there. It's all going in that melting pot of your life. And then, like James has said, it could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be all of that stuff in your life. There they go. In they go. In they go. Nothing doing. Nothing doing. Because what you end up with is flat scones. Do you like that? See that, hey? Wait for the clap. You can hang on. We've got a better one coming. <laughs> so that's it. They're flat. This This You're doing it. You're going out. Yeah, I'll meet you next Friday. Yeah, I'll meet you on Saturday. Come on, let's go and get tanked up. Come on, let's go and do this. Come on, let st- go and do that. And then you're having a fight with a person on the street, street corner. Life is flat because you've still got to put your head on, on the pillow at night and you cry yourself to sleep. Amen, I've done it. Yeah. And then... Oh yeah, here he comes, Jesus. And sometimes there's still. Listen, can you hear that? Yeah. Still small voice. I love you. I ain't gonna leave you. It doesn't matter what you've done. I love you. And you pop him in. And sometimes it's a struggle. And then he goes. Now look, hang on. Can you see that? It's tiny, absolutely tiny, yeah? Remember that scripture? Kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread, even though she put a little yeast. It permeated every part of the dough. And there's also a scripture, the parable of the mustard seed. And it says, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree and birds come and make nests in its branches. So friends, Jesus, it could be the quietest voice. It could be the smallest sound. It could be the head on the pillow at night and you were crying. And like James said, Luke 5, what's Luke 5? Huh? What's Luke 5? Is Jesus saying, I love you. I'm calling you home. And then you hear scones with a bit of rage that. They're all right. They're better than them. But what they are is they're purposeful because I can give them to my friends. They're big enough to share. They're big enough to say, hey, come on around and come let's have some food together. Come and be part of my life. I've got something I can share with you because actually I don't want to share that with anyone. I might laugh and sing and, and scream and shout, but I don't want to share that with anyone. But actually, I want to share this with you because Jesus is in my life, and I'm ready to share that with you. And have you ever noticed how people, they want to hang with you. They want to be around you. In school or in college or in work. They, people come to you. When you've got problems, when they've got problems, they come and speak to you. Hey, Heidi, what about this? Or hey, Noel, or Carl, or whoever. People come to you because Jesus in you is attractive. You've got a life big enough to be able to bless other people. And if you walk into a coffee shop or a shop and it's empty, just watch out for this one. We've heard this, and this is true, this has happened to us so many times, that we are the blessing that Jesus sends into the business. We are. You go into a coffee shop, it's empty, there's nobody there, and you've got the pick of the seats. Look up, 10 minutes later, it's heaving. You are the blessing that Jesus has sent into people's lives. It's so true because look, you're big enough and full enough to be able to bless other people, amen? Now, let me show you the picture of all these scones I made. That's, there's loads. I mean, I got four carrier bags in my freezers. The the girls are gonna be blessed. Do you know what I mean? There's loads of them. And there was more on the other side of the kitchen as well. But look closely now, friends. Look closely, because I like these ones. Little bit rough around the edges. Bit burnt. Maybe not quite cooked enough. A little bit misshapen. That one's a bit misshapen. But welcome to life. (laughs) Life's like that. I'm a bit rough around the edges, a bit misshapen on times. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes underprepared for some things. Maybe I kind of go rushing into stuff and get a little bit burned sometimes. Life's like that. Life's like a box of chocolates. That's how it is. But there's a, there's a guy in the Bible called Nehemiah. And he was asked, can, he had to rebuild Jerusalem. But he didn't have anything to build it with. So he took all the burnt stones of the walls that were knocked down and he rebuilt them one by one by one by one. That's what he did. That's what he did in the Bible thousands of years ago. But that's us. We've been a bit bashed by life. We're a bit burned by life. We've been hurt. We're a bit rough around the edges. But there's no change. Jesus today uses us the burnt stones he uses us to build his kingdom yeah. amen the same as 2000 years ago nothing changes and life's messy look at this This is my food mixer i had to get the picture in for you ah, there it is the kitchen Aid. it's filthy look at honestly there was there was flour and it was like the muppets there was flour and stuff everywhere and really we want life to look like this Next one, hey, look at that is what I prepared earlier. There you go, and all of these beautiful, shiny, we want to present our lives like a lovely, shiny thing. How's things? Everything's okay. Actually, no, it's not. In my life this week, my daughter Hannah, she's got epilepsy. She had a seizure on Thursday night. She's 23. She's got a little two-year-old boy. Oh, my gosh, as a mum, how'd you cope with that? I'm telling you the truth. That This happened this week. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, Jesus, you were more than enough hey you were going to use these burnt stones you were going to use every situation every circumstance every hurt every disappointment everything in my life you were going to use that Jesus and you were going to build that wall you were going to build your kingdom amen and you know what sometimes we get it wrong sometimes we just don't get it right and we think oh I want to start all over again. I wish I hadn't said that thing. I wish I hadn't thought that thing. Oh, hey, or is it me? Isn't it? We just wish we could just take back time and go again. We can. Look at this scripture, Jeremiah 18, 1 to 4. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house, potter's shop, and I will speak to you there. So I did, as he told me, always good to do what God tells you, friends, always good to do that. And I found the potter working at his wheel, but the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Hooray for us, because that's what can happen to us. Look what happened tonight. Literally, the guys and girls went through the pool. They've started over all over again. Within is this hope for all of us. We can start all over again. Because Jesus takes the mess and he builds his kingdom. Amen. And then like this one, I don't quite know what happened to that one. I've kind of hidden it at the bottom. It's not really cooked very well if you look at it. It's not great. Maybe taken out the oven a bit too soon, but I guess that one was right at the other side of it. So I just took him out anyway. And it's like that as well. Pastor Dale said last Sunday morning, he said, Sometimes the perceived delay in our lives is just Jesus developing us for all he has planned. So don't hurry. Ah, I'm the girl of hurry. I'm the queen of hurry. But I am. I know you're laughing. Yeah, my husband's laughing. I am the queen of hurry. Come on, do it. Don't rush. Jesus isn't in a rush. Before the world began, he knew about us. There's no hurry. Look, look at the life of Jesus. Luke 2. Every year, and again, wild. Dave Morgan spoke this message, or these words this morning. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When Jesus was 12 years old, they attended the festival as usual. Now, do you know what happened? Anyone know the story? Well, they lost Jesus. How can you do that? Oh dear. They'd had angelic visitations. Mary a conceived child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph didn't believe her. He had a visit from an angel. And then they lost him. Pressure. And then, so I don't think you've done anything bad. They lost God. Do you know what I mean? And God went to them and they lost him. But then jumped. Jump then to Luke 2, 51 and 52. Because they found him, by the way, three days later. And he was in the temple. He was fine. He was rocking. And actually... Three days? I mean you've lost your kid for three days and you've only just started looking for him? Just a thought. Just a <laughs> thought. Anyway. So Luke two, fifty one and fifty two, then he returned to Naz this is Jesus now. Then he returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. So Jesus grew both in height and in wisdom, and he was loved by God and by all who knew him. And then we're gonna jump again to Luke three twenty three. Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his public ministry. Now, what that says, this preparation, these scones that are kind of half-baked. Jesus was 12, and he was in the temple going about his father's business. We jump 18 years to the next time we hear about Jesus. We know nothing of what happened. It says Jesus was about 30 when he began his public ministry. But we do know this. Scripture says, verse 51... He returned to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them, his parents, and his mother stored all these things in his heart. So Jesus grew both in height and in wisdom, and he was loved by God and by all who knew him. So just chill out. Chill out. Jesus was being obedient to his folks, and he grew in height and wisdom. For 18 years, he was in the dark, all of that unseen time, doing the dishes for his mum, doing the chores, helping his dad in the carpenter shop. All that stuff that he was doing was in the dark. People didn't know about that. But it says when he was 30, he began his public ministry. So don't despise preparation. Don't try and rush things and kind of get yourself half-baked. Because those 18 years of preparation that Jesus was, was having with his folks has given us an earthly result. Amen, no, no, eternal result, sorry. The earthly preparation has given us an eternal result. Now, secret ingredient for all you bakers out there. Last one. Sour milk. Seriously. The best scones ever in the world use sour milk. Wild. My granny taught me this. She's a 95-year-old Irish lady. She's still going strong. She's awesome. And when I'm talking sour, I'm talking lumpy. I'm not talking like it's just on a day and it's turned. I'm talking lumpy milk. Lumpy milk. And we're thinking tonight, we're listening to these guys go through the pool. You're listening to the sound of my voice. And you're like, yeah, but you don't know what I've done, Hayley. How can you, Jesus use me? You don't know what I'm thinking. You don't know what I'm planning to do tomorrow. I've got to be discounted. Jesus would not want to use someone like me. Do you know what, church? It doesn't matter how sour your heart is. It doesn't matter. Jesus is bigger than all of that, hey? 1 John 3.20 said, even if our hearts condemn us, for God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. So don't discount yourselves. Honestly, it doesn't. I know the stuff that I've done. I ain't telling you. I know the stuff that I think. I ain't telling you that either. But here we are. We're all together in this. Yeah. He hasn't. I discount myself over and over and over and over again. We all do. But Jesus doesn't. He does not discount any of us. It doesn't matter what we do. There is nothing that we can do or not do. To make Jesus love us any more or any less than He already does, Amen. Now, here we go. Oh, looking good. It's gone very quiet. (laughs) I tell you, you know, in Blue Peter. You're in Blue Peter. Yeah. What do they always say? There you go. Ready? Ta-da! Look at that! I'm so pleased with that they stayed in. That's so good. But do you think Blue Peter has got the kind of calling card on that? What if he say Blue Peter, hears one I prepared earlier. We know, that's what they do. Like that, Tracy Island, right there, ladies and gentlemen. But it's not. God did that. Here's one I prepared earlier. Ephesians 1, 4. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. We're the ones he prepared earlier. It's us. Yeah, all of us. Burnt edges, undercooked, different flavors, looking fine with the old strawberries and blueberries. Here we are. He prepared us earlier. Why? Why are we all here right now? Because he needs us to be. He needs each and every one of us sat in this room to be sat in this room tonight. Each and every one of us. When we go out into our world... Wherever we work, or the schools that we attend, or colleges, or our families and friends. I mean, sometimes I wonder why God put me in my family. They're mental. I'm not. They are. I am. Yeah, but that's okay, but you haven't met them, you know? But you're like, well, why am I? Because Jesus needed me to be in that family. When my mum died, she was age 52, she had a brain hemorrhage and died just a couple of years ago. Bang! Overnight. God needed me there. He needed me to stand in the funeral and tell my folks just the scripture that James... James is all James tonight. No, we wasn't. Who had the scripture for God so loved the world? It was Alan. It was Alan. Sorry, Alan. That's the scripture that the Holy Spirit gave me to tell my family. That's why I needed to be in my family then. But he said, don't tell him for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God so loved my mum, Leslie, that he gave her to be a mum, a wife... A sister, a daughter, an auntie, a cousin, to all my family. Well, you want to I know he's licking his lips there. I can see that. Go on, then they're all right, actually. You can try one of them if you like. Don't sell them, though, okay? Just have one. <laughs> try them. Go on. Yes, healthy. See, very healthy blueberries. But that's, that's why I needed to be in my... And, friends, you need to be in your families for whatever reason you need to be. Only Jesus knows. You need to be in your workplace for whatever reason Jesus knows. We weren't able to sell our house because I knew we had to lead our next-door neighbour to Jesus. Random. She was a police officer. She came to a youth event and put her hand up for salvation. Guess what? My house sold a week later. I knew it. That's why... And we were only there 18 months. You don't make any money on buying houses in 18 months? Doesn't matter to Jesus. Yeah, Trish knows about that as well. Here's another scripture for you. Psalm 139, 13 to 16. Oh yes, you shaped me first, inside then out. You formed me in my mother's womb i thank you high god you are breathtaking body and soul i am marvelously made i worship in adoration what a creation you know me inside and out you know every bone in my body you know exactly how i was made bit by bit how i was sculpted from nothing into something like an open book you watched me grow from conception to birth all the stages of my life were spread out before you the days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day you're not an accident you are not you are so full of purpose Jesus purposed you before the beginning of time for such a time as this we are the blessing that Jesus sends into people's lives burnt underprepared, prepared different flavoured warts and all Sour hearts make the best scones. You know that taste you get with the scones? It's sour milk. Random. It's sour, it's sour. Trust me. I know He's Go on, Theo. Come on. Don't say, er. Uh, they're nice. <laughs> come on, musicians, come and rescue me. Come on. But in all of this... Jesus is the true raising agent. He is the yeast in our lives. He wants to ferment all parts of our lives, not just for us, but so we can be a blessing for others. Have you, can you check that picture of the scones up again? Bro. They, I mean, if I ate them all myself, I can do this now. I can do That took an hour. It really doesn't take me that long anymore. It's like, vroom. But if I ate them all myself, and I kept that blessing for myself... I'd be sick. Do you know what I mean? The blessing that we have in our lives, the different things, the talents and gifts and abilities that we have, are not for ourselves, friends. They're to bless other people. And I am happy to bless others with them. I did sample a few, it's fair to say, you know? And they were good. you have to. Never trust a skinny cook. Just as it's true. I got that sign in my kitchen. But we are the blessing that Jesus sends into people's lives. Look at this scripture, Ephesians 4:6. There is only one God and Father who is over us all and in us all and living through us all. The yeast, he's the yeast, he's the raising agent. He will raise our lives to another level if we let him. Because he asks, would you let me? And tonight as we come to a close, on his behalf, I ask you the same question. Would you let Jesus tonight be that raising agent in your life? He just says, John 6, 29, they are going well. They are, I think it's just the strawberries, but they are going well. <laughs> John 6, 29 says, Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. The only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. And John 6, 35 And then verse 40 says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. For it is my father's will that all who see his son and believe in him should have eternal life. And I will raise them up on the last day. So as we close our eyes tonight and in the closing moments of this service, I'd just like to ask that question. Would you let Jesus be the yeast in your life? Whilst all eyes are closed and heads are bowed, if that's you tonight, just lift your hand. We'll see you. Bless you, girls. We've got a little booklet to give you, the girls in the centre. Is there anyone else that would like to give their lives to Jesus tonight? Allow him to ferment your life. He'll be raised to another level. Father God, thank you for these precious girls tonight. Can we all pray this together? Jesus, thank you. Thank you for being the raising agent in my life. Father, I I allow you to come into my life Jesus, and I thank you that my life will never be the same again, I forget what is past Jesus and I look to the future and my future is in you Lord, Amen so bless you church as we worship now, we'll get rid of this and we'll stand to our feet, but just remember he loves you so much, don't discount yourselves there's nothing that you can do or not do to make Jesus love you any more or any less than he already does. So warts and all, broken bits, misshapen bits, undercooked, overcooked, you go out there and be a blessing.